Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to be talking about war on ISIS and evaporating bonanza from fracking shale oil. And we'll find out there is a connection there. We're recording this podcast on December 23rd, two days before Christmas 2014. And we'd like to wish all our listeners a merry and blessed Christmas and a happy new year. We appreciate you listening to our podcast in the three years. We now have had over 53,000 plays on our some 287 episodes that we have posted on there and so we uh, really appreciate you spreading the word and we're amazed that our message is going around the world and so we're enthused to continue on we pray to god that uh, maybe some sanity will come back to this nation but we realize we have to work as if all this depends on us so we feel an urgency to spread knowledge, and that's what seems to be lacking. And I'd like to turn it over to Chuck and have him give some thoughts here for the coming year. Uh, Well said, Tom, and and I'll just add simply that we uh, trust and hope that our work as we present it always reminds you that we are the peacemakers that Jesus talked about us as servants and peacemakers. He never talked about us as, as kingmakers or poisoners of minds, as our government is now doing, or political saboteurs of other countries, or sanction makers, or in general, makers of war. And uh, so let us consider that as we go ahead this year. And uh, thanks, Tom. All right. Well, joining us tonight are Travis and Glenn. Uh, Travis is a longtime member of We Hold These Truths, and Glenn has been joining us for the last few months. And so we welcome them to our podcast. And again, we would ask that you pass these podcasts on. We think there's some very interesting ones. And this is kind of an interesting topic tonight because it's all based on the war-based economy. And we've talked about this over and over again that the U.S., and that's the basis of our award-winning film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and Turning, that the U.S. has a war-based economy. And as any observer of history will note, when you get your economies based on war, there are some significant consequences. And we're seeing this, and I think what Chuck is going to be talking about is kind of a a cause and effect type of thing. Tying this war are these serial wars. Right now, ISIS is the enemy du jour, if you will. And what's happening with the falling oil prices, it's it's quite amazing uh, what is going on in the world today. Chuck? Well, thank you, Tom. Yes, and I think, I hope our audience can see that the uh, effects uh, of our war-making activities, our nation's war-making activities around the world, are ricocheting around the world, and some of these uh, bullets are flying back in our faces. Uh, In fact, uh, inevitably, that is the way it works. Uh, There's no other way. 
And so one example is uh, is the crazy turn in the price of oil that's gone down $50 a barrel or 50%, approximately 50% in, in just two months, and is causing wholesale shutdowns of oil drilling some places where the cost of drilling is higher than $70 a barrel to get the oil. So these are called the oil shale projects. You sometimes hear them referred to as the fracking projects because they have to hydraulically frack the tight shales in order to extract the oil. But the only reason that these projects were ever built was that our wars in the Middle East shut down production in places like Iraq and Libya. And so here we've been at war for approximately 26 years in the Middle East and Afghanistan, which is even further east. And this has disrupted massively productions of oil in in those countries and caused uh, some other countries like Saudi Arabia to help drive up the price. They've actually cooperated in contrived efforts to hold oil off the market when it was in short supply and drive up the price. And it's then produced this massive boom and new drilling of, of the shale ore projects, and now those are collapsing. And other countries, Russia, a big oil producer, the United States is now sanctioning Russia, to pre- trying to prevent other people from even getting their products. And so all of this ungodly and unchristlike interference in the marketplace is now beginning to cause a chain reaction uh, that's coming around and, and starting to affect us as well. The result of all this, of course, is, as, as everyone has read, uh, but we really can't comprehend, our wars in the, in the Middle East has caused a United States federal deficit of an unheard of $17 trillion. Probably half of that or more has come from the warring efforts. New studies now say that the war in Afghanistan has been more expensive than any other war. It's now run close to a trillion dollars. And uh, it's now estimated that there's unfunded liabilities uh, for taking care of military personnel who have pensions coming and who have uh, medical care coming of uh, $700 billion and perhaps as much as $1.5 trillion. All of this unfunded and really unfundable. There's no way to get the money. So our country has uh, kept this going uh, by basically creating a bankrupt situation where we have more debts than anyone even conceives or dreams of paying. There's never even any discussion in Washington of paying debts. It's, It's not even discussed. It's now an accepted idea that those debts are going to be there forever. So the simple principle that uh, that is taught, biblical principles, that we shouldn't borrow money, we should pay our way as we go, we shouldn't steal from others. If we, if we need something, we shouldn't steal it. Uh, war is a method of stealing. All of these things have destroyed others. One example I think that we can think of, what we know of personally, is the people in Iraq. In 1994, a friend of mine made a rare trip to Iraq with a group there and he was stunned to find out that citizens in Iraq got an allocation of gasoline. They could buy so many gallons each uh, each month and if they didn't have a car they could go and get it in a can and take it home and sell it to someone else 
or they could burn it in their furnace, or they could do whatever they wanted with it. But Iraq kept their poor people limping along by sharing some of the enormous fuel wealth they had. And uh, my friend Archie Bloomhorst was stunned when he uh, saw ordinary Iraqis buying gasoline at five cents a gallon, when it was at that time $2 a gallon in the United States. So we disrupted all of that. We impoverished those people. They don't get the five-cent gasoline anymore. They don't get anything anymore. They just get more war and the results of continuous war. And so these are all totally unchristian principles. Our story here about war on ISIS or ISIL, as it's sometimes called, is nothing more than the newest contrived war to keep war going so that we don't have to think about the old wars. And so this war has helped create the bonanza, the instant bonanza of high-priced oil that was fracked and the profits that came from that that are now suddenly evaporating the way they came. The uh, report that we wrote on this has just been published. We think it's pretty good. It's really pretty simple. There's nothing new or shocking or revolutionary in it. Uh, It all comes from a couple of of very distinguished studies done by uh, the London Financial Times about phases of this. And if you look at it together, you see that this evaporating bonanza from oil fracking is just going back somewhere close to where we started before the Iraq war on the supply of oil from the United States. We hope that you'll go and read the story. And if you have questions, please bring them to us. Well, Chuck, recently, of course, it's been brought out that Saudi Arabia has been increasing their production and... This is one of the factors driving the prices down and also the sanctions against Russia. So it must have several prongs, if you will, to this. We've been trying to pick a fight with Russia here. And so that has to run in the mix over the Ukraine issue here. So there's so many issues floating around that we're really kind of playing with a big powder keg here. Well, the counter keg is already set off, of course, and the latest of these wars, of course, the war against ISIL, is totally misunderstood. It can't be understood. There's no way we can possibly understand who ISIL is because it's a phantom enemy. It doesn't have a country. It doesn't have any boundaries. It doesn't exist in any territory. It doesn't have a bank account that we know of. ISIL is ISIS or ISIS is an invent an enemy of some kind. It's been suspected from the very start that it's an invent an enemy. And the proof of that is that our own government, when they attempt to explain who ISIL is, they never try to tell us who is funding or financing it. We're supposed to believe that this enemy that is now challenging the entire world is self-funding somehow. They live off the land. Plus oil. I mean, they're supposedly taking over oil production. Yes, the story is always the same, and this is why you know that the story is false, because it doesn't make any sense, and yet it's a a constant story. Uh, ISIL supposedly has gone in and taken over some of Iraq's oil production. Uh, Iraq, of course, is producing oil now under uh, the international oil system that took it over, when it was taken away from the Iraqi people. And you can bet that they don't allow any 
mongrel organization that comes from nowhere to take over their production and run it. The idea of producing oil and selling it is a pretty complicated international effort. It doesn't happen in your backyard or your garden. And so the notion that ISIL funds itself by stealing oil wells from the Iraqis and then pumping them and selling the oil somehow miraculously on the black market makes no more sense than to say that they milk goats and sell the milk to the Kurds. Uh, it, it just is not economically possible. Uh, there are thousands of people volunteering to go to work for ISIL. And the question is, who provides the money for somebody from London to get to the middle of the desert of Iraq and volunteer? The people that go there uh, have to be funded. They have to have some way to get there. We're not told who provides this funding, but we know that they, are, they have the funding or they could not exist. We're also told that they tax the people they take over. Well, they're taking over the poorest and most desolate villages on the face of the earth, some of them, the people that have already been literally destroyed by war, and there's no way to collect any significant taxes from the Bedouins and desert dwellers that ISIL has taken over. And then finally, we're told that they extract bounties from people by uh, selling essentially slaves or something like that. Again, none of these things make any sense at all in the area of talking about war. When we go back and look at the fact that America's war in Afghanistan cost uh, an average of about $90 billion every year for 13 years. So there's no way for this phantom organization to really exist except if it's funded by someone and many people honestly think the United States directly funds ISIL some way through surreptitious connections. Others, professors of Middle Eastern studies, have outright stated that there are close connections between Saudi Arabia and ISIL. And of course, if that was the case, then we would uh, say that Saudi Arabia would pretty much have to be dealing on behalf of the United States. So this idea that ISIL is a legitimate enemy that we are actually fighting doesn't make as much sense as, as to guess that it's a surrogate of uh, some government such as our own or Saudi Arabia acting in behalf of the United States, let's say. So we have a contrived war, which its purpose is to continue what's been going on for the last 24 years of war. And supposedly this one is such a terrible threat since there are nomads riding on uh, Hummers with the risk of, of actually threatening uh, industrialized nations like our own, we have to fight them and continue the warring effort. This is uh, the notion that we're exposing in our story, the war on ISIL and the evaporating bonanza from fracking oil shale. Okay, well, thanks, Chuck, for another insightful look at what's going on. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcast. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. 
Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.